10 to 1, episode 94. Top 10 comedy movies. Welcome to 10 to 1, the podcast where we make top 10 lists about everything. I'm Brian Kozer. And I'm Melissa Kozer. And tonight we're talking about not necessarily movies that are comedies, uh, even though that's in our title, but these are the movies that we have found funniest. So what's an example of a movie that that you might find funny that's not a comedy? Maybe the one that's not on your list quite. Well, for me, one would be That Darn Cat. That is a Dean Jones movie Mm -hmm. that I grew up with. And perhaps nostalgia has a part to play with it, but it's a very lighthearted, fun uh, detective movie, and yeah, it's I'd- definitely got some parts where, uh, I mean, it's just complete gags, and it's great. Mm-hmm. I'd say that's a comedy, though. I'd, I'd consider that a comedy. Oh, okay. Well, what would you give as an example? Uh, so, for me, it's not necessarily that they're not comedies. It's more that I didn't pick the movies uh, that I've watched that are comedies and then list them in order that I've ranked them. Um, so, for example, uh, so for example, uh, Stalag Seventeen is a movie that I really like, and I think you could consider it to be a comedy. Um, and I think it's a five star movie, but. Uh, you know, there's a lot of drama in there as well, and I don't think it's necessarily as funny as some of the ones, or I guess as any of the ones on my top 10 list. So that would be my example of a movie that I like better than most of the movies that are on my list. I would, I would rank it higher, just straight up ranking as a right, movie. Right. But as a comedy, as just ranking it right. by how funny it is. It, it's not quite on the list. So yeah. No, definitely the ones on my list are on there because I thought these were really funny. Uh, for me, I guess an example of a movie that's not necessarily a comedy, but I find mm-hmm. it funny, would be Ocean's Eleven. Okay. Sure. Good example. All well, right. I'd say most of the ones on my list are actual comedies. Yeah. Yeah, the way that I made my list was uh, going on to Letterboxd, which if you are not on Letterboxd, it's free. It's a, a site where you can uh, make lists of all the movies that you watch, and you can uh, rate them if you want. You can um, make your own list. So, for example, at our, at our end of the year shows, or our January shows, where we list our favorite movies we've seen from the previous year, that's really easy because I track all the movies that we watch, and then I can make lists of, you know, here's a, the top ten that I saw in 2018. So what I did was went to Letterboxd and... How do you spell that? It's how you would expect, except there's no E at the very end. So it's L-E-T-T-E-R-B-O-X-D dot com. Uh, Yeah, we'll put a link to that in the show notes. And If you join, go ahead and and add me as a friend. And so I went to Letterboxd, pulled up all the movies that I'd seen that they have in the genre of comedy, and then made my list from there and i pulled out about 20 movies uh, that i thought were possible top 10 candidates and uh it was it was a little bit difficult figuring out which ones to put on there uh some of them were easy to put on there others were not so i'm i'm pretty 
pretty excited to get into this. I bet there's uh, some crossover. I'm thinking there will probably be um, two or three that we'll cross over on. And then uh, hopefully there's some some new movies that the listeners haven't heard of that we can have people go check out. Anything you want to add on, on how you made your list? No, not really. I do think that we're going to have a fair bit of crossover. I'm, mm. I'm predicting four. Four. Okay. I'll say under four. So we'll we'll see how it goes. I'll get started. My number 10 is Shaun of the Dead. Ah, good Ed- choice. An Edgar Wright movie. And uh, Edgar Wright, one of my favorite directors uh, that's working right now. And he just has a very distinct style. Very unique, very uh, funny sensibilities. You'll find humor in a bunch of different things. So, for example, in Shaun of the Dead, there's... Uh, so, the the plot is it's a zombie <laughs> uprising, and there's sort of a deadbeat guy that has to sort of get his life together and, and be the hero. That's kind of the uh, quick pitch. But uh, there's... Um, obviously, it's a zombie movie, so you've got horrible things happening. But then there are, uh, he just finds humor in a bunch of different things. So uh, I'll finally get to the example that I've been, <laughs> that I've been promising. Uh, for example, uh, some music comes in, comes on in a jukebox in the um, the pub that they're in, and they start uh, hitting the uh, zombies with. I think they have like brooms or something. They have uh, uh, pool sticks. Pool sticks. And they're hitting the zombie in time with the music. Yeah. For example. Or uh, uh, he does other things like uh, his transitions or um, the way he'll have people enter into the frame or exit the frame. Things like that uh, he does that are very funny. And uh, yeah, I really like um, Simon Pegg and yes. Nick Frost. That yes. star in this movie. Great duo. And uh, yeah, so uh, you should check it out. It is rated R. It is uh, pretty violent and it has lang- some language as is uh, pretty typical for an English movie, but uh, very, very funny. Um, there's there's some some definitely uh, memorable moments <laughs> and yes. uh, that comes in at number 10 for me, Shaun of the Dead. So... Uh, I actually did have one more thing to add. Okay. Is, uh, and I meant to, I thought of it earlier. Um, I noticed in a lot of my favorite funny movies, it's uh, you've got this duo, two two guys usually that just, they work together so well. They mm. just bounce off okay. each other. So you like buddy and, comedies yes, is the term for yes. that. Yes. And uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, I mean, they are so great together. Uh, yep. Pretty much any movie that they're both in is already the battle's half won for me. <laughs> okay, so my number 10 is The Importance of Being Earnest, mm. starring Colin Firth. <laughs> and this is already a really funny play. Right. Uh, and then uh, Colin Firth, uh, the only time I'd ever seen him was in the uh, Pride, Pride and, Prejudice. and Prejudice. Yeah, BBC version. And... You know, he's very solemn. He's Mr. Darcy. And then in this one, he's just, he's this young rapscallion who's trying to win fair lady's heart. And uh, it's such a, a role reversal. <laughs> it's so great seeing him. And, and 
in this silly play. Uh, it's, it's just really fun. So I really recommend The Importance of Being Earnest. That's my number 10. Yeah, it's, uh, it's my favorite play. So we're making a list of of favorite plays. Did I say my favorite play? I think it's the funniest play um, and one of my favorite plays. So I'd put it up there for that. And uh, it is an honorable mention for me. Not didn't quite make the list. Um, the This particular adaptation is, is pretty good, though. All right. My number nine is a movie we just recently saw and uh, wasn't sure that it would, would make the list. And it could be recency bias since we did just see it. But my number nine is Modern Times, the Charlie Chaplin movie that we saw recently. Wow. And... Uh, yeah, it, it is interesting because I do tend to like uh, wordplay. A lot of the uh, a lot of the movies on my list are sort of more, uh, I guess, wordplay, witty humor. That, that's what yeah, I tend to clever. to gravitate towards, right? But uh, this one, a uh, silent movie. Uh, there's some uh, some speaking that they did with uh, uh, dubbing, I guess. Uh, so this is, I guess, in that transitional period. I don't really know much about uh, film history, but between when it was just straight up uh, music, like organ music, and when they were actually talking as they uh, recorded the film, uh, so you can tell they they later on uh, recorded some voices and put them in with the music. But uh, for the most part, silent movie, and uh, it still has uh, title cards and, and things like that. But, uh, yeah, Charlie Chaplin is just really funny. His, yes, he is. His, uh, he, he really had a gift yeah. <laughs> right, for um, for being a clown and just uh, moving in, in very funny ways. Even just walking down the street right. is very funny. And uh, some of the things in the uh, factory. I know. Where, especially when has he kind breakdown. of goes crazy. Yeah, yeah, has his nervous breakdown and just runs around uh, messing things up in the factory. Uh, really, really funny. So, um, this one, this one maybe, maybe is on here again because we just watched it, but, uh, very funny. One of the oldest movies that we've seen. Yeah. Uh, I think the Marx Brothers movies that we've seen are older. And I think those are the only movies we've seen that are older. Wow. Uh, so, or right, maybe right around at the same time, I guess, because the, the, uh, obviously, they're speaking in the Marth- Marx Brothers. Right. So maybe those are right after. But, uh, yep, it's pretty cool that there's a movie so old that's still this entertaining. And, uh, yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to check out a couple more yeah. Charlie Chaplin movies. Yeah, that'll be fun. I, I definitely, definitely recommend them. I recommend this one. Modern Times is my number nine. All right, my number nine is one of your favorite movies. Okay. And I'll be surprised if it's not on your list. It's Groundhog Day. Ah, yes. Starring Bill Murray. And <laughs> it's the story we all know and love of a guy having to repeat the same same old day he hates over and over. And that's the best part, is that it's in this, this dumb little town that he hates, uh, <laughs> celebrating this dumb little uh, holiday, Groundhog Day. And, I mean, just... He hates everything about this town, and then, uh, but it's so great because Bill Murray is is already kind of a funny guy, and then you've got these uh, different scenarios. Like this really annoying guy shows up, Ned Ryerson, <laughs> and he's 
just super annoying. And then one of my favorite parts in the movie is when uh, Bill goes up to him and he's like, Ned, and then punches him. <laughs> and just some really great moments all throughout the movie. So that's my number nine, Groundhog Day. All right. My number eight is a movie with uh, one of our favorite actors, Jack Lemmon. It's Some Like It Hot. And uh, the I guess I didn't give a, a plot summary for, for modern times, but uh, basically for that one, it's just Charlie Chaplin running around being funny. You don't really need right. a, a plot necessarily in that one. <laughs> I did feel that the plot just kept going and going. Right. It's more... Uh, a string of right. funny scenes, yeah. basically. Okay, we now we want to have a, a funny scene in the factory. Now we want to have a funny scene in a restaurant. In a jail. Right, in jail, that kind of thing. Um, Some Like It Hot is uh, Jack Lemmon and Tony Curtis, and they're in trouble with the mob, so they uh, dress up like women, and is it a women's volleyball team? It's or? a women's um, musical singing group. group, yeah. Singing group, yeah. A band, Yes, so they they ride their bus and they're uh, pretending to be part of that group, and uh, yeah, very funny. Um, they're both kind of fighting over this one girl too. Right, they're they're both fighting over Marilyn Monroe, and um, yep, yeah, it's just uh, I mean Jack Lemon <laughs> <laughs> is uh, is my favorite part, of course, um, but uh, yeah, another another really old movie. That I think holds up pretty well. I think this usually makes it pretty high up on the uh, the like top comedy movies when people make yeah real big lists like that. Um, so it's uh, well beloved, and I, I think for uh, for, for good, good reason. reason. Yeah, yeah, we still we still have some quotes from it that we oh, yes. uh, that come up fresh. fresh. <laughs> <laughs> this is the main one. So yeah, I I would recommend this one as well uh very funny that's my number eight something like it hot all right my number eight is a tom hanks movie it's called you got mail yeah uh, yeah yeah so we watched this one uh, maybe last year mm. or it was a yeah, while ago i think so and i had started this uh this list of funniest movies mm -hmm. last year and put this on there and then uh, making my list for tonight and saw this one. And I was like, I have no recollection of this movie. Mm -hmm. And then I went back and watched a few scenes on YouTube and I was like, oh yes, this was a great movie. <laughs> uh, so it instantly beat out a bunch of others that I was nice. considering for the list. Yes, this is definitely one of Tom Hanks's funniest movies, mm. and he's just so great. Uh, we've seen <laughs> several, a couple other different movies. Right, that I think were we've kind seen all. Yeah. Three, most of the major versions of this. Little Shop Around the Corner. Little Shop Around the Corner. In the good old summertime. In the good old summertime or the previous yeah. two. And right. it's kind of uh, this guy and this girl, they're, they have a pen pal relationship, and then they finally decide to meet, and it turns out uh, each of them is the person that they most hate in the world. <laughs> uh, but they've fallen in love through their letters and stuff, so they have to learn to work around the hate. Uh, and Little Shop Around the Corner is really dumb. Don't watch it. In the good old yeah. summertime is fine. It's a musical. Uh, mm -hmm. the The music is lame, but it is the weakest the part. Of, exactly, but the rest of it's pretty good. Yeah, uh, and funny. But this one is definitely the best. It took the concept. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I thought so, and uh, and just really uh, 
brought out all its best possibilities. Mm -hmm. So that's my number eight. You've got mail. Okay. I think I like In the Good Old Summertime best. I think I like Judy Garland uh, better than Meg Ryan. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's hard to argue with with Tom Hanks being the better. um, I think he... Or he's at least as good as yeah as Van Jones, and uh, Jimmy Stewart is the the lead in the first one. And yeah, I agree that that one you can skip. Yeah, even though I like I do like Jimmy Stewart, but uh, yeah, I this is one yeah that I don't have a real strong memory about. And I I would watch this one again if you want to pull this one out at some point. Yeah, I will. So maybe for maybe for it, Valentine's Day. Yeah, it is a good movie. And it's interesting because uh, I don't remember exactly what movies. Let me let me go check right quick. But uh, it's interesting that for sort of a, um, I don't want to say, I don't know how best to say it. It's it's a good movie, but it's not like it's not going to win any Academy Awards, right? No, I doubt it. Right. Um. But it's interesting. But it's so enjoyable. Such a great romance comedy, rom-com. Right. No, it is. It is good. I'm, I am I just think it's really interesting that um, this was... So here are the other movies that uh, that Tom Hanks was in right in the either the year before, the year of, or the year after. Um, he was in um, uh, Saving Private Ryan the same year as You've Got Mail. He was in uh, The Green Mile. The year after that, the year after that, he was in Castaway. Uh, I guess that one's maybe not as as big a one. Uh, like three years before this, he was in um, Apollo thirteen and uh, Forrest Gump. So he's in like uh, very like uh, you know award winning movies, right? And you know some uh, some very highly regarded movies, and then right in the middle of it, he's doing Toy Story voices in Toy Story, and he's doing you've got mail so kind of interesting that uh like he was the biggest actor at the time and th- and that they got him to uh do this i think that that's pretty interesting that would be like i don't even know who's the who's the biggest actor right now um i don't know i mean there's a bunch bunch of big names yeah. i guess uh benedict cumberbatch cumberbatch for a while was a pretty big name right i guess it would have been like him in the yeah just a romantic comedy he didn't really he wouldn't have seen it hap- <laughs> happening probably um so yeah so very very interesting and it is a good movie anyway moving on to my number seven and this one might be this one is funny on its own but it's also in funny it's funny also in context with uh what it is a parody of it is galaxy quest and it's a uh basically a parody of star trek there's a show like Star Trek, and the actors realize that uh, there really are aliens, and um, then they have to, and the aliens believe that what they did was a documentary, um, that their TV show is a documentary. So they think they're really are fa- spacefarers, and they kind of recruit them to help uh, help fight in a, a war against another group of aliens. So uh, it's, it's, uh, it is funny by itself. Um, it it's funny uh tim allen as the kind of captain kirk character and just as uh you know uh, egotistical and um <laughs> uh you know doesn't care about any of the other 
castmates and uh, slowly has to become uh, more like the character he plays on TV. And then you've got Alan Rickman being his uh, oh, grumpy yes. self. He's wonderful. <laughs> he is, you know, a classically trained actor. And but of course, he's most well known for this sci-fi TV show, cheesy uh, TV show, and this one line that he has to silly-sounding line that he has to always say. Right, by grab Thaw's hammer, <laughs> I will avenge you. <laughs> and yeah, he doesn't like the fans always coming up to him and and doing that to him. And uh, uh, plenty of other uh, really good characters, Tony Shalhoub and um, Sam Rockwell. The guy that others. plays Guy. Right, that's Sam Rockwell. Okay. Yep, yep. And uh, the aliens are good. And uh, it's very funny. But then it's also uh, another layer of humorous in that it's making fun of Star Trek. Uh, it's even making it's fun of... it's very well, too. Right. It's even making fun of some of the actors in Star Trek. And, and so, for example, uh, William Shatner... Uh, kind of famously did not get along well with with some of the other castmates and sort of um was kind of egotistical and so you can kind of see that in the character or how he's always losing his shirt right yeah and then yeah. some things in the actual television show of star trek right. uh they poke fun at or uh the uh the guy with no name that loses his life <laughs> uh, because he's with all of the main characters yep and so just poking fun at different things like that so it's it's a good movie. It definitely holds up. It's it's one of my favorites. And that's my number seven. Definitely Tim Allen's best movie, Galaxy Quest. All right. My number seven is another movie that we just recently watched uh, not too long ago. It's uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels starring <laughs> Michael Kine and Steve Martin. I didn't realize this would be so high for you. Oh, yes. Yes. Wow. This one was great. So in this movie... Michael Caine is, uh, well, they're, both the guys are scammers. They, uh, steal money basically from the rich. And, um, so Steve Martin plays the part of, you know, I'm a homeless guy. I'm just trying, or not homeless, but, uh, my grandmother's sick and I'm just trying to get home to her and I need a few bucks, maybe a hundred dollars. Can you spare that? And, you know, uh, the the rich young ladies they have pity on him whereas michael kane he's the exiled prince from this uh whatever land and he's just he's trying to get home so that he can set his people free from from their enslavement uh for the children he takes the money from these rich old ladies and uh and then they end up uh, Steve Martin encroaches onto Michael Caine's turf, and then they sort of go into this battle between them two, <laughs> trying to one-up each other and who can steal the money from this one particular lady, and they've they've got this bet going on. It's great. They bounce off each other so well. Uh, you got you get, just got to watch it. It's so wonderful. And that's my number seven, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Yeah, it, it is a funny movie. I I do definitely like Steve Martin and Michael Caine is also delightful in this movie. So good choice for me at number six comes in one of those movies I just mentioned a little while ago. Another very old movie, the Marx Brothers Duck Soup. And I'd actually kind of forgotten about this one and it wasn't on my list until uh, late in preparation, but uh, yeah, there's just so many, uh, classic things as I went back and was, was looking at 
some of it. Uh, Groucho Marx is uh, just has so many good zippy one-liners, and uh, there's uh, so many clever things like uh, the mirror scene is very famous. So it's Groucho Marx, and I forget which one of his brothers. Um, probably, um, probably Chico. Harper. I think it could could be Harpo. I think it's Chico. Okay, and uh, they uh, he. Uh, has the mustache painted on him like Groucho, and they act like they're in the mirror. He acts like he's in the mirror, so they're both. Oh yes, doing their I forgot it. Oh, that goofy is a things really great in time, scene. and yes. uh, yeah, I uh, I did just watch that, and it's still really funny. Um, or there's the part where they're like trying to get as many people into this one little. That's cabin. from A Night at the Opera. Oh really? Which okay. is also that, that is a really funny really scene. Funny. That is the funniest scene probably from A Night at the Opera. But uh, yeah, Duck Soup also has um, the, there's the lemonade uh, vendor that uh, Chico and um, Harpo? Harpo are are uh, messing with. There's uh, this, there's all the scenes with, uh, this is the one with Fridonia. So oh, yes. hail, hail Fridonia, land, land of, of the, the free, free, the free. The free. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh yeah, some some really good parts. So uh, definitely go back in and check this one out. Uh, I want to say this is the oldest movie uh, we've seen, and it's it's still one of the funniest. So that's uh, definitely a tribute to the Marx Brothers. Definitely go check them out if you have not experienced them yet. That's my number six, Duck Soup. This is a really funny movie, but it did seem to be just a lot of either slapstick comedy yep. or uh, kind of in the same vein as Charlie Chaplin. It's not so much of a story as just, all right, we want a lot of funny things to happen in this place. Yeah. Uh, so, and that that is That's really funny. for that, that time period, But I think. it doesn't quite work for me. I like there to be a story around it, too. Yeah, that... I don't- I I put them on this list if if they made me laugh. Yeah, no, no, no. Not they, uh, if there was a story. I know, I know. So, but I will agree they are very funny, and you should check them out. Sure, and yes, I as I said at the beginning, I might not rate them as high if we're just ranking movies. Okay, they're our favorites, um, and I I will say that, uh, like for example, Galaxy Quest, I know is not a a great all time movie, and people won't be watching that in a hundred years. Like people will still be watching Duck Soup. Um, or or some like it hot, probably. But uh, I, it's just one that makes me laugh. I know and, it just works so well. And for it's you. A, f- a favorite for me. So okay. Yep. All right. Well, my number six is our first crossover. It's Shaun of the Dead. Oh uh, yeah, I knew this would yes. be out here. Yes. Oh, um, yep. pretty much everything you said is is so <laughs> brilliantly done. Of course, as you said, uh, the way it's shot mm-hmm. uh, and just. Uh, how people appear. Uh, one of my favorite scenes is Sean is telling his mother that uh, her husband, his stepfather, mm-hmm. uh, you know, is dead. He's been bitten by. He's turned into a zombie, and there is nothing left of that man whom you love. And uh, in meanwhile, the the zombie has been trapped in the car and has been like moaning and trying to reach forward. And finally, he manages to turn off the rock music, which. He hated. And, right, when uh, he was still alive, he was yeah. always complaining about it. Exactly. And it's just little things like that that just 
uh, it's perfect timing. The mm-hmm. gags are so, so clever. And it's the first zombie movie that I ever liked. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that, that really just puts it over the top for me is, you know, it's a story about the world ending. And you wouldn't think that would be funny. But Edgar Wright managed to make it funny. So that's my number six, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Yeah, he does do a good job at at setting up jokes. I think of all of the all of the directors that are on this list, I think he probably sets them up better than any other. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can see with foreshadowing, um, there's a lot of, of humor he, he pulls out of that as well, which makes them very rewatchable. Oh, speaking of which, uh, so Shaun of the Dead is part of this trilogy, Mm -hmm. um, and there's Hot Fuzz and The World's End, Mm -hmm. and uh, one of the things I like about it is he's got this running gag throughout all three movies where the character goes leaping over fences, Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's great. Uh, I thought uh, another one... I, I On my number six, I put Shaun of the Dead slash Hot Fuzz because... I had a hard time deciding which one I thought better, mm. thought was funnier. And kind of what you were saying earlier about how Edgar Wright sets up jokes. In Hot Fuzz, I feel that he really did that well because there are some jokes that he has set up way at the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie. And then you see the completion of the joke right towards the end right and it's all of a sudden you know you're in the middle of this this big scene this action scene and then all of a sudden uh he takes time for this little joke to to have its big reveal (laughs) and it it just is perfect uh it it brings you full circle so uh again they're both rated r so Mm -hmm. if that's not your thing then don't watch it but right they are really funny movies so that's yep. my number six, Shaun of the Dead slash Hot Fuzz. Speaking of zombies and rated R, my number five is What We Do in the Shadows, a <laughs> vampire comedy uh, by uh, oh, Brian. Ta- Taika Watiti is the, uh, I think, the director here with some some assistance from Jermaine Clement. So these are uh, two of the guys that were involved with Flight of the Concords. Spoiler alert, this is not making my top ten movies Flight, of the year. Flight of the Concords. Uh, very funny show. Very funny co- musical comedy duo. Uh, you, could, you can definitely go check out some of their songs on YouTube. Very funny. And uh, What We Do in the Shadows is a very similar uh, treatment of uh but with vampires so it's uh, a lot of absurd humor a lot of um kind of dry wordplay just uh, clean um, the bloody cups <laughs> <laughs> and they actually are um, bloody <laughs> yeah full of like they're vampires <laughs> um uh yeah there's uh Oh man, I forget his name. He plays Murray on Flight of the Concords. Uh, Reese Barber, perhaps. Uh, his first name is Reese for sure. Uh, but he plays uh, a werewolf on the <laughs> on the movie. A oh, very po- a very polite werewolf. Yeah. Oh hey, well, well werewolves, not swearwolves. <laughs> trying to oh, brother. trying to keep his uh, his uh, werewolves his, his little group of werewolves in. 
in uh, check in check yeah and um i mean just so many good jokes uh this is one that uh i, I can tell i'll still be quoting from and still be referencing for <laughs> years, years to come, to come yes yep. so okay. it's, it's this one kind of one of those uh those cult classic kind of things and i'm glad to see uh looks like taika watiti is is uh, moving forward getting some some recognition he did thor ragnarok which yeah. which was pretty popular yeah. and had kind of a uh, not as not quite a similar sense of humor, but a, a unique sense of humor that you can you can definitely see from him. And so, yeah. Now, I didn't really care for this movie, but I will grant it had some very quotable parts. And for me, it's it's kind of like Monty Python mm-hmm. in that regard. Mm-hmm. I don't care for the movie Monty Python, mm-hmm. but I love to quote it. Right. Because it's it's one of those things that just sticks in your head. And it's funny to quote at random times during the day. Mm-hmm. But I don't like the movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know that for you. But this is definitely one for me that is going to stick around. And you might hear about this on, on our end of year. I'm sure we will. End of year list. Who knows? My number five, What We Do in the Shadows. All right, my number five is our second crossover. It's Galaxy Quest. Oh, and I'm yes, surprised. you're stealing my thunder on all of these. But Whoops. yeah, just everything you said is it's such a perfect ripoff of Star Trek and making fun of it. And and definitely, if you haven't seen Star Trek or you're not, or maybe if you aren't not a fan of the show, then you will really love this movie. Maybe. Uh, just because it really does make fun of it. If you're familiar with it, it definitely helps. Yeah, it does help. But I really don't have anything to add, so yeah. uh, just move on. That's my number five, Galaxy Quest. All right. I think my number four might be on your list, even though you haven't mentioned it yet. So maybe it's a crossover here at number four. It is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles with Steve Martin and John Candy. And, oh, man, we were we were definitely robbed by uh, John Candy uh, dying at such a an early age. But uh, this is definitely one of the funniest movies ever made. Uh, John Candy is... He plays himself, basically, <laughs> seems like, and uh, is just this uh, really annoying, uh, very friendly, but overbearing and, and oversharing kind of a guy. Uh, tries to be helpful, and you end up loving the guy but man you certainly couldn't live with him man what an annoyance yeah <laughs> and then uh steve martin as uh more of the straight guy which uh is very rare for him right he's he's usually kind of a a goofy uh i should say he's often very goofy his stand-up is very goofy and he can definitely play goofy uh, but more of the straight man in this, uh, but still very funny, more of in a, in a sarcastic way. And uh, him and John Candy try to uh, get home for Thanksgiving and uh, run into a bunch of scrapes along the way. And there's, again, some very memorable scenes. Uh, yes. You're going the wrong way. How does he know which how, way we're how's going? How does he know which way we're going? <laughs> and thank you (laughs) uh yes some other parts uh so i i don't know what else to add for this one i feel like there's more i should say 
but there's so many parts that are just uh, really perfect and really just uh, so for example uh, there's a, a part where they're in a bus riding in a bus and uh, they're singing songs everybody on the bus and Steve Martin tries to get everybody to sing he picks a song uh, three coins and a fountain three coins and a fountain yeah and he starts singing it and nobody knows it I guess they're suppo- supposed to maybe it's supposed to imply three they're all and, yeah. I don't know they're all uncultured or something like that and he's a little bit too uh, uh, refined or whatever yeah. yeah and then John Candy sees him kind of floundering and just singing by himself and he just starts singing the Flintstones theme song, which everybody joins in with and, and has a, a a good old time. So that just kind of sums it up. And, yeah. and then Steve Martin's grumpy about it. So that kind of sums up there, the dynamic. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I really like this movie. That's a, that's a classic comedy. That's my number four, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. My number four is our third crossover. Okay. You already stole the thunder. Uh-oh. Some like it hot. Oh wow, this is really high. Oh yes, yes. I forgot you liked this one Jack more than Lemon. I did. Oh man, yeah, Jack he is good. wonderful in yep. this movie, yep. and it's such a ridiculous premise too. Uh, and I don't have anything more to add. Oh well, whoops. Humph, Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> uh, okay. All right, number three, and we won't have a crossover on this one because I know you didn't like this one as much, but it's really high for me. It's uh it's definitely definitely one of my favorites. It's The Apartment again with yeah. Jack Lemon. Yeah. No, this is and a drama. Shirley MacLaine. Not a comedy. Oh, it's a comedy. There's definitely dramatic things, but overall it's a it's a comedy. It's pretty close to 50-50, I'll I'll say. But um yeah. And and this one um with how I said I was doing it just on on how funny they were and not necessarily movies I like that are comedies. Maybe this one could have been uh, a couple, a couple of few spots down, for sure. But uh, a Jack Lemon again, yeah. very funny. Um, Fred McMurray, dastardly. Uh, Shirley MacLaine, uh, not my favorite actress, but uh, she's good in it here. And there's some, again, some very memorable parts. This is uh, Jack Lemon. He's sort of a pushover. He lets uh, people in his uh, his office borrow his key for. Um, secret trysts and uh, is is a a pansy just kind of lets people uh take advantage of him and and use his apartment even when he needs it (laughs) staying out in the rain all night because he's hoping that if he lets them stay in there then they'll move him up in in his job right trying to get a promotion and so uh it's it it is as you said there's there's some dramatic elements and I think that's all. I think we were talking about this. It's a lot less common nowadays. It seems like uh, if you're you're going for a comedy movie nowadays, you you are making a comedy. There's got to be a joke every ten seconds. You've got certain actors. Um, maybe they've a lot of times they've they've done comedy. That's what they're known for. Um, I think it was a little bit less uh, cut and dried back back in the day there were uh, movies like this where definitely comedic parts definitely dramatic parts um i think does one of the characters try to commit suicide at one point i 
I don't recall. I think it's something like that. There's Could some be. there's some pretty serious stuff. Yes, they do. They do. Yeah. Yeah. So very depressed. One of the characters is very depressed, tries to commit suicide. So, I mean, definitely um, some things like that that you wouldn't see in uh, treated seriously, at least in a comedy movie these days. Um, but uh, this movie really works. And uh, I think it probably is my favorite Jack Lemmon movie. Um, although there there are some others that I, I like as well. But it is the highest Jack Lemmon movie on this list, for sure. So that's my number three, The Apartment. All right, well, my number three is one that I know won't be on your list because you were not as impressed with it as I was. But I love this movie, and who knows? It might appear on the top ten of the year. Okay. It's Jumanji! Welcome to the Jungle! Yes, so this one is great. Wait a second. This is your number three funniest My movie? number three. I was laughing so what much during this earth? movie. No. Yes. It's great. So uh, it's what? starring Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, and Karen Gillan, and uh, two other people. Jack Black and... Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. There we go. And... Wow. It's great because, I mean, you really see the actors' talents as uh, they are playing the part of these three teenagers that have gotten sucked into this video game. And so, you know, obviously obviously they're adults, but they have to pretend to be teenagers in adult bodies. And so there's a scene where... uh, uh, the two two of the characters are gonna kiss, and you know it's supposed to be this really uh, romantic moment, and instead is just awful and super funny because you know they're teenagers and they don't really know how to kiss, and socially awkward teenagers too, and it just really makes fun of a lot of the the tropes in say uh, role playing games or 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 fantasy settings and so i i just i thought everything about this movie really worked and it was better than the original jumanji and i guess i'm just the ideal market for this movie because this was a 4.5 star movie for me what yep what is going on (laughs) this was a very forgettable movie this was definitely a (laughs) Color no, by numbers. No. You knew exactly what was going to happen. I mean, I could have written the, the script ahead of time. The dialogue I could was have predicted funny. everything, basically. I mean, there's some funny parts, but nobody's going to be watching this in five years. You're going to forget Honey, about this movie. We're not doing this based on who's going to be watching it. We're doing it based on what we thought was funny. I'm saying I, I doubt movie. you'll ever watch this again. Oh, I definitely am going to watch it again. I'm saying this isn't one that's going to stick around. This is total recency bias. I thought no, maybe I. This one is of, one of the funniest movies I've ever watched. No, no, I don't think it would hold up to a rewatch Whatever. either. What we do in the shadows isn't going to last for a hundred years. Oh man, recency bias. Wow, I'm going to turn your your accusations the original and turn either. them back on your head. The original Jumanji is a lot better. No, this one. This one completely trumped the original. No, 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 no. Wow. I'm shocked. This might be the most surprised I've been on any episode. This movie makes me happy in so many ways. Wow. Number three? Uh Uh-huh. 
Only two movies better. That's just wrong. Especially because you had some good movies on your list before this. Wow. Okie dokie then. I don't I don't know if I can go on. I guess I have to though. Uh for for our fans, I will. Whatever. Uh number two for me, uh a very good movie that we've mentioned we've we've discussed, although it's not on your list. It is Hot Fuzz. And this is... Uh, I'm surprised you put both Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz on your list. Yeah, I thought about not doing it, uh, but I'll give I'll give honorable mentions at the end. Uh, and I did think about just putting one, one of the two since they are somewhat similar, same, some of the same actors, same director, but uh, I, I liked Shaun of the Dead better than any of my honorable mentions, so that's why I put it on there. Hot Fuzz is... In some ways, not as good as Shaun of the Dead. I think the character of Shaun from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie is maybe a little bit more satisfying of a of a character progression. Um, there's there's probably some other things you could you could point out uh, with Shaun of the Dead being better, and some people like it better. But Hot Fuzz for me is uh, definitely the funnier movie. There are so many things, as you were saying, that are set up at the beginning of the movie and pay off. Uh, things that uh, you you never in a hundred years would have expected uh, to come up in a funny way. Uh, there were jokes that were made at the beginning that were just sort of, you know, sort of a little haha joke. Who has a gun? Everyone and his mother. <laughs> no, it was like, <laughs> who has mom? Farmers? Who else? Farmers, mums. <laughs> yeah, and then later on, you see a farmer holding a gun. He gets shot down, and up pops his mom holding right. a gun. Right, stuff like that, where it's a joke that is uh, funny as a standalone joke, and then is even funnier later. Right, when you see uh, it in a different light. And uh, I guess the plot for this one is uh, you've got uh, Simon Pegg as uh, this tight-laced, straight-laced cop from London. He gets transferred to the country, and uh, all the policemen in the country are just kind of bumbling, and uh, he's he's trying to uh, solve solve some mysteries in spite of um, kind of their incompetence. And uh, another good buddy comedy uh, with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, and yeah, there's so many funny parts. Um, <laughs> there's so much uh, physical comedy that's good. So many funny lines. And um, yeah, and again, even though we've said it twice, I'll say it again. Just how many things that they set up. Uh, it makes it so good on rewatch. Um, yeah, it's one of my favorite movies, period. And my second favorite or second funniest movie. Uh, second favorite comedy movie. That's Hot Fuzz. All right, my number two is a Jack Lemon and Walter Matthau. Yeah, I knew this would be on here. Yeah, buddy movie, and it's The Odd Couple. I love this movie. It's a good movie. So in this one, you've got, uh, it starts out, Jack Lemon is about to commit suicide, and his friends find out, and they're like, oh, no, 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 don't commit suicide. And so they, they may persuade him not to, but then, you know, they they think, oh, well, we should have somebody with him 24-7 to make sure he doesn't try to commit suicide again. 
And uh, so Walter Matthau, he volunteers or or kind of maybe gets uh, guilted into uh, staying with him. And so he's going to help out his friend out. Uh, but then it turns out Walter Matthau is an absolute slob, whereas Jack Lemon is a complete meat freak. Right. Did you say they move? He he moves in with. Walter yeah, they, they move in right. together, they're, so they're... and so, uh, so I mean, just watching them <laughs> live together is so funny, and and I mean, even before, uh, even when they're not like picking on each other for being a mess or being a, a freak, uh, they uh, so just the dialogue in this line is in this movie is so funny. There's one part where. Uh, Walter picks up the phone and he's uh, talking on it and uh, you think that his wife has called and he's like <laughs> and giggling and then uh, he hands the phone over to somebody else and it's like it's your wife <laughs> <laughs> just things like that that are a little wrong but they're so funny uh, and it's it's a great payoff uh, and then they've got these just annoying habits uh, at one point. Walter says to Jack that his moose calls, <laughs> his moose honks are keep, keeping him up all night. <laughs> and talking I, about him blowing his nose, yeah, and, or how the things that he does to sort of clear his sinuses, right? Pulling on his ears and making these funny sounds. So yeah, it's just absolutely great. <laughs> and that is my number two, the Odd Couple. Wow. Uh, yes, good movie, good pick. Glad to see you get back on track. I'll agree with you that this is a better movie than Jumanji. It's not on your top Return 10? Return to the Jungle. No, it's not. Oh, my dear. Uh, not, I'm so disappointed. Not necessarily in my top 20, but it is a very funny movie. What? I do like Jack Lemmon. Yeah, it's not an honorable mention even. Humph. But it is a good movie. Boo. Good pick. Well, I can't regard anything one. that you say with if you don't Come even on. have this as an honorable mention. <laughs> this is one of the funniest movies we've ever seen. It's funny. You suck. <laughs> okay, time for number ones. And I think we know what your number one is. Yeah. I've already mentioned it. I and think I know you know what my one number is. one is. You've yeah. already mentioned it. So I guess we got another two crossovers. That put us at that five crossovers. At, no, that puts us at four. We have uh, your number one is Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. And Shaun of the Dead. Some Like It Hot. Galaxy Quest. One. Oh, yeah, Galaxy Quest. And my number one is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Right, so that's five. So, yeah. yes, Groundhog Day. Uh, you had a good uh, good uh, uh, pitch for it. Uh, did you did you have a plot summary for this one? I don't remember. So, I just said he relives the same day. Yeah, yeah. Bill Murray reliving hates. the same day. And, uh, yeah, Bill Murray is perfect. Uh, so this is, I don't, I don't know if I've said it before, this is my favorite movie, unless I've said that on the podcast. Uh, my favorite movie, and uh, I mean the the humor of it is what we're talking about today, and uh, that's perfect. I mean, Bill Murray in every scene is <laughs> is a treasure. Um, like even things that shouldn't really be funny, like just him playing the piano and then clenching his fist to get the musicians to stop. For some reason, that just makes me smile i mean even <laughs> stuff like that um and him starting off as this uh grump 
and then just kind of a jerk too uh, and a jerk and then just getting worse as the movie goes by before he finally uh, turns it around and uh man it's yeah there's there's so much good in this movie <laughs> and the uh, all the side characters are great andy mcdowell is great uh steven toblowski is who you were mentioning earlier as ned ryerson uh he's probably on screen for like five minutes in a you know one and a half hour movie but he is awesome one of the most memorable uh uh not a cameo necessarily but uh you could either say cameo or or just a a small side character Mm. uh one of the best of all time and uh, everybody in the in the small town is great uh larry is oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> such a such a doof and uh but great and yeah i it's my favorite movie i i really think it's uh really funny there's uh it's it's really great uh as a drama as well and uh, there's some really touching touching moments and some um uh some things that make you think some things that make you feel but even just as a comedy it's my number one groundhog day all right well my number one you already know is planes trains and automobiles mm-hmm. this yep. is one of my most favorite movies yeah. of all time <laughs> comedy aside it's just such a heartwarming story of yeah of yeah, the guys trying to get home for thanksgiving and then John Candy mm. is just yeah. perfect. You could not have <laughs> a more perfect man. And he's just so sweet, too. He has, he has such a good heart, and yet you can't stand this guy. And you can't blame <laughs> Steve Martin for losing it uh, over all the annoying things this guy does. And then just the, the funny things that happen uh, as they're sharing a, a, a hotel room together. And uh, John Candy leaves his dirty socks in <laughs> the sink. He leaves his underwear up on the counter. <laughs> he used up all of the towels uh, after he took a shower. And so Steve Martin has one washcloth to dry himself off with. <laughs> and just things like that. That is just the gags are perfect. And I love this movie. Uh, one of the most memorable scenes is uh, they're they're sitting on the side of the road after uh, after they almost got run over by two semi trucks, and uh, they're just sitting sitting out there, kind of uh, being thankful that they're still alive. And then John Candy turns around and sees that the car is on fire, and he's just like. I'm not going to say anything. He turns back around, and a little bit later, Steve Martin sees the car, and he's like, <laughs> you know. They just kind of sit there, and it's like, well, at this point, what what else is there to say? <laughs> oh, I love this movie so much. I'm always down to watch this one. <laughs> My number one, Planes, Trains, and Automobile. In fact, we can make this a Thanksgiving yeah. tradition. It is a good one. How many Thanksgiving movies are there, anyway? Exactly. Oh, wow. All right. Well, let's do some honorable mentions. I think we've mentioned, I've mentioned some of them along the way, the ones that I did not. Uh, the Big Sick uh, with uh, Kumail Nanjiani, I thought was pretty funny. Uh, Grand Budapest Hotel, we just saw. That's the first Wes Anderson movie 
that we've seen. I like that one quite a bit. Uh, doesn't quite make the list just as a comedy, but very good movie. Uh, the Great Race, which if you've seen the cartoon, uh, the Way Out, Way Out Wacky Racers, uh, this is the uh, real life uh, or the live action movie that inspired the cartoon, and it's got uh, Jack Lemon as basically the Dick Dastardly character, and uh, and he's great. Tony Curtis again, and Hit the button Max. <laughs> yep. Uh, another uh, farce, but uh, pretty good. Uh, Nacho Libre, I I really thought it was going to make the list. Did not quite. It did but, not uh, quite make my list. Jack Black, Jack Black's best movie in yes, my opinion. Yes, absolutely. Wait, you think it's better than Jack Black in Jumanji: Return to the Jungle? Well, he was co-starring in that one. Okay. And Nacho well. Libre, it's just him. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Uh. Nacho Libre a little bit better than um, a lot better Napoleon Dynamite. A lot better. Although Napoleon Dynamite is also very funny. It's quotable. It is. It's quotable. not funny. Speaking of um, Monty Python and the Search for the Holy Grail, I think it's a little bit overrated. Um, but well, maybe I should say I think Monty Python is overrated. I don't find. I, I mean, humor is subjective, but I don't really find Monty Python to be that funny. Nothing of theirs has, have I really found that funny. Um, a couple of their skits, but uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, I think, is by far the best thing that they did. And it is funny. It is quotable. But I don't think it holds up as much on, on rewatches as some of these other ones. We didn't really talk right. about uh, rewatches and what that does for for humor. But uh, now obviously, the first time that you hear a joke mm-hmm. is one thing. The second right. time... Uh, that you see a movie, is that's it still true. as funny? I think right. that's pretty interesting. We didn't really get into that. I didn't necessarily think about that as I was doing the list. And I'd say most of mine will hold up to rewatches. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I've seen, I think, half of them, a little bit more than half on my list. No, right about half. I've seen only once. So maybe watching them a second time, I wouldn't think they would be, would be as funny. And that probably... Uh, that probably would push them down. I guess I wouldn't wouldn't uh, I wouldn't think they were as funny anymore. So because uh, yeah, Monty Python. The first yeah. time I saw it, probably would have would have been on this list easily. Um, but anyway, uh, the Return of the Pink Panther, uh, the old uh, Peter Sellers, uh, was funnier than I expected. No, that, that that was quite funny. Uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World is uh, another very funny Edgar Wright movie. And I did mention Stalag 17 and uh, the importance of being earnest. Those also are honorable mentions. What about you? All right. Well, you already mentioned some of them. Uh, so there's Nacho Libre. What about Bob? I thought was yeah. a really fun one. That's uh, another uh, Bill Murray, Murray movie. Yep. That Darn Cat mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Night and Day. That is mm-hmm. a Tom Cruise movie mm-hmm. where it's making fun of all of the 007 and mm-hmm. uh, those types of types of movies, Apple Dumpling Gang. You've got uh, Don Knotts. Thank you, and uh, Tim Curtis Conway. Conway. Yeah, uh, great duo. Uh, Harvey is, I yeah. thought, a pretty funny one. You've huh. got uh, I'm blanking Jimmy on Stewart. everybody's names tonight. Interesting. Yeah, and that Jimmy one, Stewart. I wonder why that didn't come up on. My list that actually might have made that might have made my list if I had had thought about that one. Yeah, maybe that's not on my letterbox. Interesting. 
The Great Race. That is a good one. It's a mad, 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 mad world. <laughs> I still think it's funny. How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the Jim Carrey version. Uh, not the <laughs> mm. new one. In the Good Old Summertime, Modern Times, mm-hmm. The Big Sick, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2, I Those thought are funny. were pretty funny. And then Ocean's Eleven uh, is, I, I mentioned again, it's it's not really a comedy movie, but I still find it pretty funny. Yeah, I just, I did not have Harvey marked as a movie that I'd seen on Letterboxd, so that's why I did not consider that oh, one. Oh, what a shame. Yeah, that one would have probably been, hmm, I might have tried to sneak that on as, as number 10. Jimmy Stewart's pretty great in that one. That is a, that is a good one. Good, good mention. I'm glad, glad that one, I'm glad you mentioned that one. Yeah. All right. Well, it seems like we had some feedback from someone, but I don't remember who, so... Uh, keep sending in that feedback. I'm sure we'll mention it. And uh, yeah, we're we're getting close to the end of the year, uh, so we're we're looking forward to some of our episodes we've got here at the end. Looking forward to next year and uh, some changes maybe that we'll have. We'll, we'll be talking about that and some things we have coming up. So I'm excited. Still, still happy about podcasting. Still, still into it. How about you? Yeah. Yeah, especially now that we can leave our equipment set up. That is very nice. Now that we have Amber moved into Lydia's room, just got a guest room, we can leave our stuff set up. So that is very nice. All right, well, our next episode is going to be... I still haven't decided on the title. Yeah. But it will be about uh, pregnancy and such. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so stay tuned. Yeah, like advice for yes for pregnant mothers or something like that cool i'm sure that'll i'm sure that'll be helpful <laughs> you for, sound so excited uh full i don't know quarter of our listeners <laughs> no i'm, I'm giving you a hard a time very but practical it is a good one list. and i don't have to do any work for it so i'm in favor tune in for that next time until then i'm brian Kozer. and i'm melissa Kozer. and you've been listening to 10 to 1So, what are we doing here for this stinger? Well, we talked about maybe the most overrated comedy. Yeah. So, in my opinion, that would be Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Everybody says, this is such a funny movie. And I just don't see how it's funny. Uh, there was one part in the whole movie that made me laugh. And that was Brandon Routh mm-hmm. losing his <laughs> uh, superpowers because he's a vegan and he drank mm-hmm. something that wasn't vegan. That was the only funny part. Hmm. So I, I I just don't like this movie. Interesting. So more more uh more overrated than Monty Python. Yep, yep, yep. More yep. overrated than I don't know, Mamma Mia or something like that. Well, anybody that goes out and watches Mamma Mia, I'm already gonna not really regard your opinion for most movies. Uh, just so you know, if any of my friends, especially my church lady friends, are listening, uh, I did not care for my Mamma Mia experience. So next time that you tell me some movie is great, I will take it with five grains of salt, not just one. Nice. Yeah, for me, I think, I, I guess maybe I would go with 
Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I don't. I guess I don't think that it's a a classic necessarily. Um, I mean, I'm. I guess I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just the only one that doesn't find it funny. Um, maybe Doctor Strangelove. Uh, I thought it was a good movie. I did not like but that one either. I didn't think it was uh, as funny. I guess as its reputation. Like I thought it was good. I think. Uh, I think I rated it four stars. Maybe two stars. Yeah, I rated it four stars. And uh, I mean, there's there's definitely good parts, and I really like Peter Sellers in it. But uh, I don't know. Maybe that's one that improves on rewatches or or something like I that. I doubt it. But uh, I, I guess I'd I'd also put that one as as overrated. 